Well, Substackers, um, it's your boy Corey Ryan Forster. I want to first off say, as always, thank you all for being very, very supportive, uh, generous fans and allowing me to be with my family this week. Um, it has been tough. We've had some, some moments to celebrate and, uh, and some that are, are just utterly tragic. Um, like I said, out of respect to the families, I'm not going to go into any detail. Uh, but I, I appreciate y'all letting me take time off from my normal shows. I do have a minute here. I'm between uh, being there for the family and friends. You know what I mean? Like, been doing it, and I, I find myself with a with an off moment. And uh, instead of relaxing, because I mean, let's face it, I was on you know I was on the couch with my kid today. That's part of my deal is watching all the kids while everybody else does their thing. It was kind of relaxing. They were both good. You know, they enjoyed Dexter, <laughs> watching the Dexter reruns. I've seen Dexter a thousand times, but like, I find that when you're watching kids, uh, you shouldn't ever watch something that you haven't seen because at any moment they're going to interrupt the flow and you're going to have to rewind and you're going to miss something so I always find when you're watching kids or otherwise busy with something it's good to put on one of those like uh, you know tried and true old standby classics and Dexter is certainly that for me Uh, but anyways I got a break and uh, I was like I want to talk to everybody I like chatting is is, uh, cathartic for me and I want to talk about some happy stuff. Um, it's happy. Well, it, okay, look. It's ha- some people are sad about football right now <laughs> because they are Jets fans. We will get into that. But I'm happy about it. Yes, this is a sneak attack. This is a sneak attack pigskin picnic for Paul solo edition. Uh, <laughs> me and Robbie will be back together soon, Paul. I promise. So remember, if your name's not Paul, you don't have to listen any further here. If you want to, that's fine. But this is the one and only podcast strictly for uh, one person, and that is our buddy, our our idiot buddy, Paul. And because uh, it's our idiot buddy, Paul, this podcast comes to you from by Car Vodka, the best vodka in Jacksonville, made by our good buddy, Paul. Paul, I don't know how you've been feeling about football, but this was the first official NFL weekend, which to me is like the true start of football. I love college football. Do not get me wrong. You know, I I do. But really what it is, and Paul, I think you might agree with this, I love Georgia football. I used to love all the college football. I used to love every single bit of it. But now it's pretty much just I'll watch Georgia, and then if there's a marquee game, I'm going to check it out. You know what I'm saying? Like Alabama, Texas. Obviously, your boy watched it. Obviously, it was a gang banger of a of a, a game. And uh, I had, I think it was Texas uh, plus seven. Yeah, your boy cashed in on it. We're not sponsored by DraftKings on Pigskin Picnic for Paul, but hey, uh, putting on airs is so you can use the code POA to get some deals on DraftKings if you want to. But uh, yeah, I had a great time with it. And it's just, and, and, and again, we're talking about Monday Night Football last night sort of was like the crescendo to the crazy beginning of this college and NFL season. You got Dion coming out, uh, Dion coming out with Colorado. Coach Prime 
his kid and the expectations from some people are insanely high and there's a lot of people going oh no this isn't going to work you know what I mean he could do it at a smaller program he was a great athlete he's a great celebrity but like come on this is division one football and by God he shut everybody up then turned back around and spanked Nebraska's ass and his son who's plays quarterback had if I'm not mistaken 900 plus yards all right and people were like giving him a, a like oh yeah the Heisman nod but almost in like a joking way and I'm like what, what do you mean joking this guy's got 900 passing yards in two games I'm sorry but just because you believe that oh well it's a flash in the pan over at Colorado just because you believe that you, you can't deny the spectacle and you can't deny the stats it's been absolutely amazing. Uh, I mean, Coach Prime has got me locked in. I'm, I'm not only am I kind of watching Colorado games, uh, I'm pulling for them, you know? You know, until we get down the line and they got to play Georgia or something, which, by the way, for Paul, I don't know how you feel, uh, but this is the first time that I think, you know, we talk about being Georgia fans all the time. Like, we talk about how, like, oh, we've been to the promised land so many times, but we couldn't get in the door. And so because of that, we, you know, we just don't have it in us to be confident or to be hopeful about anything. The first championship didn't do it for me. I mean, I was so excited, but I was like, well, okay, but I'm still not convinced. I think that even if there's a part of me that isn't convinced, it's bullshit and rude to talk as if I'm not because there's so many fans of other teams that would love Paul to be in our position right now. And I think that we have to say out loud, and this is the first time I'm ever confidently saying this about Georgia, it's time for a three-peat, baby. I think it's happening. I mean, we're clearly the team to beat with Alabama going down to Texas. And it's not – and listen, Texas is ranked 11th. Cool. Uh and, and so it's not like the biggest upset in the world, but Alabama just didn't look like they had it. Now, I say that, I say that, this is the type of situation in which Nick Saban will thrive. A opening loss, an opening loss, everyone's doubting him for the first time, and he don't, he don't normally accept doubt or even get any doubt. He's got, they got three quarterbacks. Their quarter, their first quarterback is built like Derrick Henry. It would not surprise me if Nick Saban went into the locker room after the game and, because we all know he's a cyborg. He is not, Nick Saban is not of this world. He is part lizard people or whatever. Um, I have no doubt that it, it is well within his powers to have some sort of shadowy government meeting with all his other lizard and robot folks. And they're about to put a chip in all these boys. Uh, and, uh, yeah, they're going to b- behave like mechanical specimens for the rest of the year and then go all the way through the playoffs and win it. I, you know, obviously, that is always on the table when you're talking about Nick Saban and you're talking about a storied uh, dynasty like Alabama. But a lot of people are talking about how, look, man, we're watching the dynasty fall. It eventually has to happen. It do- and it does eventually have to happen. I mean, you know, we saw we saw USC go through it. it. Texas has gone through it before. Alabama themselves has gone through it a, a separate time, you know, when Bear left. And in the, in the 90s, we never even saw Alabama in a bowl game because they were suspended for it. They were a joke. They were an absolute joke. 
And now for the past 15 years, they've been the talk of the town. But I do think, I can confidently say, Paul, we can say it together, Georgia is now the undeniable king and it is ours to lose, okay? So between the, the Colorado coming out, bang, bang, right? You got that. And then you've got the uh, classic Thursday night game, which you kind of only get to say once a year. And it very often is the opening Thursday night game. The, the Lions play the Chiefs, okay? The Chiefs, by the way, are favored even with Travis Kelsey out. Paul knows who Travis Kelsey is. For those of you that haven't turned this off yet, uh, Travis Kelsey is their uh, tight end. Uh, him and Patrick Mahomes, uh, probably the, I mean, definitely the best quarterback tight end tandem in football right now. One of the greatest of all time. And I'm telling you that Travis Kelsey, uh, not being in that Thursday night game, made a significant case for himself as the MVP of that team. Because, I mean, listen, Mahomes still almost got it done, but like, you put Travis Kelsey in that game, and it does not go the way that it did. There's absolutely no way. And yes, Paul, and I can't remember if I've already said this because I started recording this before and then the file got uh, uh, murdered. But I had, I took the Lions, I bet the Lions, uh, not with the spread, not with the spread. I said, fuck it, we're going money line. I'm this confident that Travis Kelsey means so much to that team that Jared Goff and the Goffants of the Detroit Lions can handle it if he's not there. And by God, I was rewarded. And Paul, if I'm not mistaken, and I'll go back and check the text messages. I'll go back and check them. I'm pretty sure you called me an idiot for doing it before the game. And I'm, I'm, I also think that you called me an idiot for doing it after the game. When I had won, still calling me an idiot. How on earth could you bet against Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid against the Lions? Here's why. Here's why I can. Number one, as I said, Travis Kelsey, MVP of that team. Number two, Dan Campbell, baby. Okay? Dan Campbell. I'm on the Dan Campbell train. I don't know about you, Paul. I don't know about anybody out here listening, but we got to know Dan Campbell a lot during Hard Knocks. I love this dude. He is exactly how every single NFL college high school coach ought be. He gets you super pumped up, but he don't seem like a dickhead about it. Now, granted, um, who knows what he's like whenever the cameras ain't on, but it does seem like everybody who's ever played for him and everybody who's currently playing for him seem to love the guy. So I'm on the Dan Campbell train. Uh, blast of a Thursday night game, all right? A lot of people, by the way, Paul, said that this Sunday, the first Sunday of the NFL, was actually a week Sunday. And to those people, I have to say, you clearly do not uh, have or subscribe to the Red Zone channel. Because, Paul, I'm pretty sure we were texting during the ga- during the Red Zone, and it was fliggity fliggity flames. But I heard some people saying that Sunday was nothing but a slop fest. Uh, so... I guess, again, those people do not have the Red Zone channel. If you don't know what the Red... I'm not sponsored by the Red Zone channel, although that would be awesome. If you don't know what the Red Zone channel is, uh, the Red Zone channel is like... uh, It's football crack. Oh, by the way, actually, Paul, I don't know if you know this, you're not supposed to do that anymore. You're not supposed to say uh, something's like crack or something... Or, oh, man, when it comes to chicken casserole, I'm a crackhead. Uh, You can't say that anymore. Uh, because it's it's insensitive uh, to crackheads, uh, which I get. It, it's just that you can still call it meth and say that you're a meth head for things. So we have to replace it. <laughs> we have to replace it. 
uh, with an equally dangerous drug. But red zone is for, it, it, is, it is absolutely football meth. You can't have a bad experience watching Red Zone because it's just everybody. Once they're inside the 20 yard line, once they're you know about to score, you're gonna see touchdowns. You're gonna see huge fourth quarter, uh, fourth down stands. You're going to see pick sixes. It's absolutely bananas. So I don't know anybody complaining about this Sunday football must have watched every single one of the games individually. And also they must enjoy football in a completely different manner than me because uh, I thoroughly enjoyed watching Deshaun Watson uh, throw the ball in the dirt. I sure did. I thought it was great. I thought it was a wonderful opening Sunday. You know, it does look like it could be anybody's year uh, to a degree, you know, and of course, until we got to the Monday night game, Paul, I got to tell you, buddy, uh, Jags! The Jags are looking really good. And for the first time in my life, as a Titans fan, I'm actually hoping that they do good unless they're playing the Titans. And that is because on one of my fantasy teams, I have the combination of Trevor Lawrence and Calvin Ridley, who looked like Matthew Stafford and Megatron back in the day on Sunday. Phenomenal show. And the, ja the Jaguars, they look good. Uh, they're playing tough. I don't know, man. I hate to say it because... Again, I'm a Titans fan, and the only thing I hate more than the Jaguars, I guess, is the Colts. But with the Jaguars, it, it is a little bit different because, yeah, y'all are an you know, interconference rival or whatever, but like y'all have also been embarrassed over the past like 10 years with the whole Urban Meyer thing. Like I'm, I'm like, God, please, but I hope these guys kind of pull out of it a little bit. They didn't deserve that. Now, granted, you know, I never felt one ounce of sympathy for the Florida Gators for getting Urban Myers, but they didn't even really get Urban Myers because he did good there. And by the way, Paul, while we're talking about the Florida Gators, you can go ahead and save your time on the untold Swampland Florida Gators documentary because they don't even talk about the Aaron Hernandez bullshit. They don't talk about Cam Newton with his laptops. They don't talk about Urban Meyer. Literally all of the shit that any human being on earth would need there to be to feel compelled to watch a goddamn documentary on the Florida Gators unless they were themselves a Florida Gators fan absolute horseshit and this is from the same series where we got the malice at the palace doc it's the same fucking series and the malice at the palace doc was amazing they didn't leave shit out if they did leave some shit out my god i'd like to hear that shit because to me it seems like they put all the tits on all the glass the entire time so anyways i won the game i'm in two fantasy leagues one is with my I, my wife and her Iowa family and the other one is with some of my buddies I won the one uh, that was with some of my buddies because of my Trevor Lawrence Calvin Ridley hookup but my wife uh, beat the absolute dog shit out of me and her quarterback and this is hilarious her quarterback is Deshaun Watson <laughs> and I was telling her I was like look baby you can draft whoever you want but it's just funny to me that like you know a woman would choose Deshaun Watson she's like oh I just auto drafted him you know like I don't even what's his deal I said oh well he's like accused of like rape sexual assault all this stuff and like it very much seems like he did that shit and she goes ah well it's too late to get anyone else now I hope he gets me points <laughs> you know now her backup quarterback who I encouraged her to start and by the way I have not, I was doing this as a genuine favor because 
It's not that I want my wife to beat me. It's that I want my wife to be good because we, we win money in this league at the end of the year. And no matter which one of us wins it, me and my wife split it. So I'm like trying to hook her up and stuff. Her backup was Aaron Rodgers, okay? And I'm like, baby, listen, Deshaun's good, but this is this is Aaron Rodgers' first uh, game as a New York Jet. This game couldn't have been hyped more. It's Monday night football. This is when a guy like Aaron Rodgers is really going to step up. And I really think that he can put up some big numbers for you. And Amber replied to me and said, I don't know how to change him. <laughs> she didn't know how to pull him from the bench. And so she didn't. And so anyway, she lucked out on that. Uh, she made a really good call not listening to me because had she listened to me, her quarterback would have gotten zero points uh, and I would have beaten her. But she beat me because I'm a dumb dumb. Uh, and then yes, the Aaron Rodgers debacle. My, my God, Paul. I mean, you know, every sports show has talked about it today, and I'm certain that I can't offer any uh, interesting, what well, uh, interesting is not the word. I, I, I probably can't offer any brand new takes that haven't already been said. You know, on Levitard, they said that, like, I think the, the title of their episode was If God Could Write Comedy. And I didn't even have to look to know that that was the episode that they're talking about. Uh, that they're talking about Aaron Rodgers for the New York Jets, a a franchise that has just been lambasted with one embarrassing thing after the other. That they they're they're a term like like we, 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 when they screw up, we go oh they really pulled a Jets there. You know like that's a thing that's in the lexicon of sports. Oh they pulled a Jets there. The Jets can't get out of their own way. But it seems like they've got it all together. It so much seems like they've got it all together. Everybody's been talking about that great defense, and it is a great defense. And everybody's been saying the literal only missing piece to this franchise is the quarterback, and they steal that ayahuasca snorting son of a bitch from Green Bay. Huge media scrums all over the country about it. He played four plays, Paul. <laughs> he played four plays, and he tore his Achilles. He tore his Achilles, which, by the way, regardless of whether he wants to come back, which I, I'm on the fence on on whether he will or not, you know, because, like, he's been, you know, this guy is someone who we thought might have retired before he went anywhere else but Green Bay. And Achilles, it doesn't matter if he's coming back ever or not. That The average uh, uh, length of time to recover from the surgery is, like, 340 days. So he will not play this season for the Jets. And I cannot decide, Paul, and maybe you can help me here, I cannot decide, and by the way, by the way, I should say that, like, I don't think it's funny when someone has, like, an insanely bad injury. I'm not, and I'm not going to be, like, the person who's, like, jumping on the Aaron Rodgers hate train and just being, like, this is what he gets. No, that's stupid. Like, I don't, I don't like that this happened, but, again, it being so Jets is cracking me up. I mean, it's really, it really does feel like... There is a God, or at least there's some basement-dwelling child that controls the simulation that we live in, and he truly hates the fucking Jets. I think... Oh, shit, I just ran into a spider web. I do that all the time on this podcast, Paul. I know you only listen to when it's uh, PPP, but still, um, what was I talking about? What was I talking about? Oh, oh, the mantle for, like, most depressing uh, uh, sports team or sports fans has been something that it seems every other year someone else gets to dust off and claim. You know, for, for years it's like, oh, it's Cleveland. 
You know what I mean? Like, oh, Cleveland, we're the butt. But then, you know, LeBron comes, wins the championships. Then they get Deshaun Watson. I know they haven't won a championship, but, like, they do have a quarterback that, regardless of the fact that he is uh, allegedly and most probably a monster, like, and they got, you know, freaking Nick Chubb. Like, they can't, they, they can't, they can't even act like they are in the same, the same galaxy as the Jets when it comes to just getting their butt fucked by the football gods or and or again. It is absolutely unbelievable. I've never seen anything like it. And I'll be honest with you, I was really looking forward to seeing what Aaron Rodgers I don't think that him being hurt and it being funny and it being so super, super Jets is worth having to admit, like that one moment of like, holy shit, I can't believe this happened. Oh, 9-11. I'm not sure that that's worth having to miss out on either um, Aaron Rodgers coming out and genuinely doing great and leading the Jets to a Super Bowl, because that would have been a great sports moment, no matter who you are. Or, the alternative, he gets there and he totally fucking sucks and all the hype was for nothing. Both of those would have been equally compelling to watch, but instead we get neither of them. And seemingly, it is because no one will listen to the players and they continue to use AstroTurf even though every single player is like, hey, that shit hurts, we don't like it. You can't factually say that this wouldn't have happened to Aaron Rodgers if it wasn't with with AstroTurf but I can tell you that most players are probably going to argue that like hey there was a less of a chance that it would happen so anyways super interesting Uh, first couple weeks of football Ah, the storylines are starting to line up we don't know who's coming to the Jets Uh, you know as you know Paul Robbie's brother Bubba suggests that it's going to be Tom Brady, even though uh, that would be illegal because Tom Brady is a part owner of the Raiders, so he would have to, as Robbie put it, de-invest his stake in the Raiders to sign with the Jets. And um, honestly, not the craziest thing I've ever heard, would would ever see. You know what I mean? Tom Brady's done some crazy shit before. No one ever really believes he's done until he's done, and that's because, you know, for the past couple years, he seemed like he was done, and then he kept coming back. But... Uh, this is the first football season that has started without Tom Brady. Like, it's already underway. We've already had two games played where Tom Brady is not in the NFL, and you couldn't have said that for the past 22 to 23 years or whatever the fuck it is. Um, so, I don't think he's coming back, but who the hell are they going to get? Who knows? Fitzmagic's going to hop on the treadmill, <laughs> come back, shake it up. Kaepernick come out of retirement. I don't know. Troy Aikman's probably got a few left in him. You know what I mean? It would be better than Zach fucking Wilson. I can tell you that. And my heart truly goes out to Jets Nation for this. It's not fair. It's not fair, and it's doubly not fair that it happened on 9-11. Okay, that is all the time that I have for today. I have to go back and be a good husband, father, family member, friend, all that stuff. But I did have a brief moment, and I wanted to uh, uh, just talk about a thing that I loved for a minute. Cathartically, that was for uh, mostly Paul. But I hope everyone has enjoyed it. Okay, y'all, I'll talk to you later. I love you, and remember, my new book comes out uh, next week, September the 19th, round here and over yonder. You can pre-order it right now. Go to CoreyRyanForrester.com, and there's a button up there. Love you. See you. Skew!